Welcome back to the Lawali Life podcast. I hope you're all doing as well as you can in either self-isolation or isolation with your loved ones. I know it can be taxing, so I'm going to be here to bring you some of the most inspiring people I know and content over the next few weeks to help keep you grounded, stress-free, and inspired and motivated during this very strange time. For those of you that haven't tuned in already, I'm Alice Law and I'm your host and founder of Lawali Life, which is my coaching practice I've set up to help stress professionals and entrepreneurs to manage, get rid of and decrease stress whilst improving their personal and professional performance. This podcast is based purely around stress and loss, which is pretty apt at this time, and it is a mixture of conversations with amazing leaders in their fields from top CEOs, neuroscientists, other coaches and practitioners, spiritual thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and more guiding you through the greatest stress and losses they've personally had to overcome, how they did it, and tips on how to get you back through yours. Today I'm joined by the wonderful Dan Murray, who is one of the co-founders of Heights, which is essentially an amazing brand for the brain. It's a smart supplement brand for the brain, as well as providing content around wellness, brain health, neuroscience, everything based around the brain. And It's such an interesting brand because he founded it from his own insomnia and then went and made this incredible smart supplement to help the brain, help you sleep and have it working at its best capacity. It's got amazing ambassadors such as Dr. Rangan Chatterjee and Dr. Sara Swart and one of the co-founders of Calm all backing this brand because they clearly know the value of such an incredible supplement brand and beyond. So I was so excited to have him on to talk about sleep brain health and more and I really hope you enjoy this episode and find it as fascinating as I did. So Dan, thank you so much for joining today. We have the incredible co-founder of Heights, which is an incredible supplementary brand and it's just um i'm gonna actually let you explain the full ins and outs of it because neurotrition is something that i hadn't even heard the term of before i found out about your company and i think it's so so interesting so i'd love for you to just first of all introduce the company concept itself and then your story of how you came into starting it because i know it's very different from the background you were once in in tech (laughs) absolutely yes so uh... My background to it really just came from, I guess, a surprising uh, experience with insomnia. So I had never, you know, I'm basically the same as everyone else. I've had mental health problems that were caused by, you know, cause and effect. So, of course, I appreciate lots of mental health problems do come on inexplicably. Um, In my case, previously, they'd come on totally understandably. So, I'd worked for a psychotic boss and I had really bad anxiety. My father passed away. I was depressed for a while. Like these things are normal human behavior. But the time that I got insomnia, which I didn't really think of as a mental health problem, but it is, um, was I was just at a very happy time in my life. So, I, you know, it was roof over my head, practiced gratitude daily, was getting married in the summer. My mom had just recovered from cancer. I had like all these lovely things that I was very grateful for. And I suddenly got insomnia. Um, it's a really difficult place to be when you're used to trying to explain things to at least yourself, because if you can't explain it, how do you find a solution? So, you know, I went through the process that anyone that can't sleep does, you know, anyone with a mental health problem in general would go through, uh, you know, trying to improve their mental well-being. So 
I treated it like a mental health problem and I did things like, you know, a therapist, a sleep therapist, calm, um, you know, sleep all stories, CPO, <laughs> all of the things, uh, you know, no alcohol, drinking loads of alcohol, you name it. <laughs> my symptoms, my symptoms were, you know, I'd go to sleep at 2 a.m. Uh, at 12 p.m. and wake up at 2 a.m. every night for five months. So I had this kind of, you know, very systematic trigger point when I would just wake up. And so consequently, you know, I'd gone through like such a long list of things. I ended up being at a, uh, a dinner with a friend and I was telling her about it. And she just said, well, have you uh, thought about, you know, your brain's nutrition? And I was like, no, I, I don't even know what that means. I've never thought about that. And so she was like, well, you should see a dietitian. And I recommend this book called Optimum Nutrition for the Mind. And I was like, okay, I'll read it because at this point I'm desperate. I'll do anything. And look, long story short, um, you know, on both sides, I just got confirmed, I guess, you know, this trigger point that started off a chain reaction that leads to me being here today with the Brain Health and Wellness Company. But in very simple terms, the book really laid out the idea that your brain is an organ, has real basic physiological needs. All of the things we think about with regards to our brain are often our minds. But actually, our brain, what our brains need is oxygen, hydration, nutrition. It's just an organ. So if you think about it on that basis, if one of those things is really far off, it's very common to get a mental health problem. It's also very common that you will not be performing at your best unless you optimize your brain's nutrition. So, you know, the books, the book and then the dietitian really made a valid point, which was explaining things to me on a very simplistic level that I could really understand and digest and say, okay, I completely understand that. What should I take? And they recommended three supplements. They recommended DHA omega-3 oil, uh, B vitamin complex, and blueberry extract. And the reason they explained it was the B vitamins will regulate my energy. And I'm obviously having a spike at 2 a.m., which is why I'm waking up. Um, the antioxidants, which is the blueberry extract, will clean up my glymphatic system of my brain. Didn't know what that meant, but it sounded interesting, so I was like, sure. <laughs> and then um, the DHA omega-3 oil was the most interesting one because, you know, you hear when you grow up, like, take your fish oils and all this stuff from your parents, but it's usually related to the heart or joints. Um, you don't really know, you know, there's three types of, of omega-3, and you don't really know what the DHA bit is or why that's important, but DHA really only comes from fish and algae. It's the only sources, really. So... Interestingly, I'd become vegetarian just before this. And so I wasn't eating fish and I didn't go around eating algae that often. <laughs> this Surprising. Kind of, yeah, this is kind of the chain reaction. But like on a real basic level, again, your brain is 60% fat. 90% of the fat is a compound called DHA, comprises 20%, 25% of your entire brain. It's the number one building block material, ingredient that your brain is made of. So if you deplete your body from it and don't supplement it's very common to have a reaction like i did but you know not something that's widely known talked about discussed thought of um which is why for someone who frankly you know i was running a startup in shoreditch i knew about vegan and keto i knew all the wanky terms of diet trends but i certainly never heard of basic <laughs> brain nutrition so this stuff really struck me i was like it's so interesting that however you would define the 1%, I'm in it just because I live in London. You know, just that alone makes me in the 1%, let alone 
you know, the privilege of being an entrepreneur, running my own company, like all those things, the positives and negatives that come with it. Like, it's important to recognize where I am in the world. Um, I never heard of this concept. And I was like, that's so strange to me. Anyway, I did it. I took those three supplements and within two weeks, I was basically sleeping through the night. Um, I used to suffer really terribly with anxiety, which I never really tried to solve because I really thought about that as a choice on the basis that I think there's a really great quote by, I think it's Lao Tzu, who's like, depression is a symptom of the past or agonizing over the past and anxiety is a symptom of predicting the future, um, which is why, you know, presence and being in the moment is the, the beautiful balance between the two. And what I really like about that, which is I always, always help me understand entrepreneurship because anxiety and entrepreneurship really go hand in hand on the basis that an entrepreneur's job is to predict the future. All you're doing is trying to get ahead of the game by planning the next steps for everyone you employ, but also where the industry trends are going and how you're going to play out in that. So it's a complete prediction of the future. So you spend your entire time in the future tense. Um, therefore, creating anxious moments is a highly logical scenario to me. So I never really stressed about getting anxiety. But the fascinating thing is, by taking these supplements, I wasn't getting anxiety. Um, I was feeling really good and have done ever since. You know, I've had a couple of really anxious moments since. And both times they happened, I was like, holy shit, I used to feel like this every day like so sweaty and so stressed and my neck going. And like, I used to feel like that every day. And like, I only ever remember when it happens, which is how you sort of remember you don't feel like that anymore. So this idea of nutrition for the brain really, really struck me. Um, at that point, I was like, I don't really understand why no one knows about this. Um, I don't really understand what the problem is so to speak, as in why, like, why isn't that a well-known thing? And then I decided to research a supplement industry generally and was finding that, you know, everything is sold individually, um, like by magnesium, by B vitamins, by whatever. There's nothing really explaining that often, like what the category is or why. And then beyond all of that, I was finding that most of the stuff in the brain performance space were really chemical compounds with this industry or word called biohackers, which is people who try things on themselves and promote that it's good for them and the reality is that's very different to science science is answering a question and the question has to be the answer has to be repeatable so interestingly after doing all the research and science papers because i'm quite nerdy so i just started reading all like pubmed journals i learned that all of these ingredients that i was taking which are found in nature i was just being lazy by getting them as supplements um and my diet choices obviously not eating meat or fish didn't you know give me a choice um, or rather that was a choice I was making anyway. Um, the, yeah, the reality is like all of this stuff is massively scientifically researched, evidential reams of it. It just doesn't really see the light of day because it's not very interesting. So that was kind of the starting point for how very fortunately had a mental health problem and turned it into, uh, an opportunity where I saw like a space for basically a brand that communicated science in plain English, but did it from a real brand design focus point of view. So that's really more my background. My background is in brand. And I feel like that's lacking hugely in this space. And I think if you want to talk to the most consumers um, and you want to take science to most consumers, you've got to make things look beautiful, sound, engaging, and ideally be witty and fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think your brand also, it looks very cool, which is obviously comes down to what you've just said, your background and that. And I think it's fascinating that, I mean, I didn't actually know about the con- like the making up of the brain, being that much of fat and all those things that you said before we originally spoke. I was, I was in awe of the fact that you could essentially help your brain in a natural way through science to get you back to sleep, which is obviously what your realization was for founding this whole whole company, which is just, it's just amazing. So, I mean, I'd, I'm going to go more into that as well, because I just find that whole side of it very fascinating. But with the whole protein imbalance for you, how long did it take for you? So to, you said two weeks, would you say that's a oh, normal, yeah. normal amount of time for people that to see a result usually, or does it vary from person to person? Well, this is the thing. So and it's really interesting talking about customer stories. A, there's two sides to mental performance. There's, a, you know, and curing it with nutrition or whatever. Like, the, one is you have a problem, you're, you're getting back to baseline. And then from baseline, like, how you're going above there, which is why we're called heights, right? It's like, it's not about peak and it's not about reaching the top. It's wherever you are in your journey, you're trying to get to a level higher, right? And so it's, you can start from anywhere and you can always climb higher. The truth of the matter is, of course, it depends on what someone's diet already is. Um, and it depends on what your own imbalances are and your lifestyle. Like, it's hard to say a categorical answer, but to give you, I mean, the two most common bits of feedback we get from any customer, no matter where they are on their journey, is that they're sleeping better and have more energy in the day. And they're really surprised by that over the long term. So that's over one, two, three months. That's not like and we always explain this to people, this is not a pill you pop today and feel amazing. And like when people market that stuff, it's, it's kind of bullshit. Um, it's in the same way as you'll spend two or three pounds on, on a coffee every day. I mean, if you're me, you'll probably get like two or three because I just have a high <laughs> tolerance for coffee and I enjoy it. But the point is, you know, it perks you up for the hour and a half. It doesn't do anything for your long-term sense of well-being at all. It wears off by the afternoon and I definitely don't drink any coffee after 2, 2 p.m. ever. Um, but you know that you know that's a short-term performance fix. Um, what heights does is it actually raises. So you know, I have to say, what heights does slash the nutrients in heights that you could buy from any retailer or brand, or have a better diet. Um, and we can come onto that in a moment. But the ingredients, essentially, the natural nutrients that are scientifically proven to improve your brain's health and wellness. No surprise that the most common feedback we get is they sleep better and there's more energy because that's literally what your brain is meant to be thriving on. It's just in our modern diets, we don't get it. Um, We're talking right now in quarantine, both of us, we're definitely not getting it. You're just lucky if half your Ricardo order isn't just, we're sorry, we're out of this. And that's if you're lucky enough to get one. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, that's the most common bit of research. But, you know, some people, and we're lucky one of the people who it was, some people have quick, miraculous results. So, you know, Stephen Fry, who's one of our customers, he's probably one of the most famous mental health champions in the world because he has always been open about his mental health problems, you know, for longer than pretty much everyone. Um, um, He is like bonkers, effusive about how much better he feels with heights. Um, That's very lucky because within a month, he had that impact. Um, it's a funny customer story because he got, uh, we sent him the product through one of our investors, basically is friends with him. was like, I think Steve would be really interested to try it. Do you want to ship a product to him? And we're like, of course we do. That sounds great. Um, 
that was it. Thought nothing more of it. And then very fortunately, one month after that day, um, he'd run out and he tried to buy it on our website, but our website wasn't live to the public. So it had a passcode on it. So he ended up getting my email address off the mutual friend and basically asking for a code if he could buy it. And, was, and I was like, look, you can, you can have a code, of course. Uh, but, you know, I'd love a quote, like, tell me how you're feeling, et cetera. And just wrote this amazing review. And it's so interesting because if that was slightly different and he just became a customer, if he could just buy it, I don't think I'd have had the balls to email Stephen Fry. <laughs> you know, as in like Stephen Fry's a customer of your company. I don't think, I think I would have been like, it's so inappropriate if I email him. Yeah. If I could do it, if I do it, he'll be like, oh no, like there's just, you know, forget it. And actually just by complete luck, it was honestly the day before we went live to the public, he couldn't buy it. And he's been really, really, really helpful supporter ever since. Just, you know, he's a big fan, but you know, he's had a bigger impact in a month than most people. Um, is usually within two or three months, we get all the same feedback from everyone, which is I'm sleeping better, I've got more energy. You know, it's a supplement. It's not, it's not a chemical. It's not a quick fix. That's the truth. Um, you know, everyone comes from a different baseline. Yeah, and it's, what's great, though, is it's a natural supplement. Like you say, it's not a chemical. It's not poisoning your body. It's giving your body back what it needs, essentially, Precisely. which is incredible. Precisely. For you, with um, sleeping and obviously insomnia itself is a massive stress, um, did you find that... I've had a friend actually who said to me that who had insomnia that she almost got overwhelmed with the stress of not being able to sleep because you see everywhere when you can't sleep for a prolonged period of time how important sleep is. You know, there's people constantly saying, which is true, you need to get your eight hours, you need to do this. And that you can almost be overwhelmed by the fact that you can't sleep and you know it's bad for you. Um, so what would you find was the most stressful part of not sleeping in terms of your own mental health with it? To be totally honest, it, it, was, it was always the same. So in the end, the way that I would get to sleep was, and I was looking over at my whiskey collection there, but like I was drinking whiskey to get to sleep because, you know, I enjoy it and it makes me sleepy. Um, but without it, I was finding it really hard to get to sleep. So obviously then there's a stress that you know you have a crutch and you should remove the crutch. Uh, but at the same time, it was the predictability that as soon as I got to like 10 p.m., you know, I was drained from four till nine. But after that, I was wired awake. Um, and then at 2 a.m., I was wired awake. And that's just like so stressful because you know it's irrational. You know you shouldn't be awake. Um, and it's not just awake, it's energetic. You know, it's just completely, and that stresses you out because you know it's against the natural order of things. Um, my wife has, you know, she doesn't actually have narcolepsy. That's a joke. But, you know, she couldn't, be <laughs> further, she couldn't be further from an insomniac if she tried. So even at my wedding, you know, I made a joke in the wedding speech that I had like the single best mental health problem you could ever have in a marriage with, uh, with a wife that just doesn't wake up. Because you know by the time she wakes up your mental health problem really hasn't been a problem to either of you <laughs> you just get up out of the bed so she'd come in she'd sometimes go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and just see me like working in the living room at like 4 a.m but you know that's just how it was yeah and that was just normal for us I mean that and that's so it's good because it's like you know a lot, a lot of mental health problems are difficult to live with people yeah absolutely so with with sleep and, and insomnia was that the greatest stress or loss you've personally had to overcome or is there a greater stress or loss that you would say something that you've had to deal with? Um, 
I mean, I am very much an archetypal man. So, like, not in all ways, but certainly in the way of if I can't explain it, uh, then I can't solve it, then it's incredibly stressful to me. So I think it's fair to say it was the most stressful because, you know, like my father passing away and being stressed with, you know, with the outcome and, you know, the depression that comes from it, you know it's so human. So yeah. it's, not stress, it's not stressful. Um, I also, you know, I've, I've had a very resilient upbringing around health because my father was actually really, really, really sick, like my whole life. And so I've been in and out of hospital ever since I was six years old, being told my dad's going to die next week. And then he would always bounce back. And he was like the most resilient man ever. And so I've... And it's, it's played out negatively in the past, for sure. Like, as in, my my dad was ill so often that the one year my dad wasn't ill, my mum got cancer, and I really wasn't very empathetic about it because I was, like, 18, I was doing my A-levels. Um, it was literally the only year that my dad hadn't been sick, so then my mum getting ovarian cancer was like, fucking hell. So I was kind of, like, angry. Yeah. But at the same time... Um, you know, it was understandable to my dad that I wasn't like empathetic about his situation where I would re- like genuinely regularly go to hospital as regularly as I'd end up going home. So I wasn't really familiar with the idea that I should be treating my mum differently, if that makes sense. That it wasn't always her in hospital, it was my dad. Yeah, um, it makes total sense. It's- yeah, so yeah, so like uh, it was a really interesting, um, you know, learning experience growing up, being super numb to the fear of death and super numb to the fear of losing a parent. And uh, it was only, I mean, honestly, you know, I think it took me a couple of years to even realize how unsympathetic I was because I'd been treating my mum like my dad, you know, not the same parent. You know, it was now her life at stake, which must be the most terrifying thing ever. And I couldn't compute that. So I think that whole, you know, learning experience there was definitely... Uh, I was going to say definitely had the makings of what should have been stressful, but it was just interesting how I was wired to the scenario that it wasn't. I just kind of behaved like she was going to be okay, which actually she ironically did. She was, but she had stage four ovarian cancer. She was the only survivor in her group. So she's very fortunate. I think that's such an interesting point because we're always the product of our own experiences. And so your perspective was obviously so different, like you say, from the age of six to what life is with a parent going in and out of hospital. But then, like you say, that lack of empathy with your mum, but then the perspective of not being able to sleep because it was such an unnormal thing for you. It was such yeah. a shock that caused you yeah. such stress, which just makes complete sense to me. I find that so interesting. Yeah, totally. And, you know, we're speaking at a time when, millions of people around the world are discovering for the first time what it's like to have a sick loved one. Yeah. Um, and I can't compute that feeling. Do you know what I mean? As in like, you know, I even it's, it's really, it's a really interesting thing to say, but like even my mum, uh, she got cancer again, a second time, like a couple of years ago, like I said, so, you know, three years ago and she was recovering just when I got insomnia and even in that circumstance even though by that time I'm I'm older I'm wiser I've lost my father I really understand what it's like to actually lose a parent rather than be fearful of losing one 
even at that point, I was still wasn't freaking out like a normal person does. Um, I know that because I speak to my friends and, you know, they're like, yeah, your, I mean, your actions are not normal, as in they're highly unemotional towards it and I can't fake it. And my mum is a very emotional person and it's really difficult for her to see me not being emotional about something like that. At the same time, I'll cry in Armageddon. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like I'm devoid of, you know, I'll cry in all sorts of films. Like I'm actually like incredibly weak like that. But when it comes to like the threat of losing a loved one, something just doesn't trigger there for stress or anything. It's really odd. It's, um, no, it's so, so fascinating. But so mm-hmm. your trigger then is was sleep um obviously now it is um a normal part of your life to be able to sleep as you said which is amazing so would you say that obviously sleep has become such a problem in the world it's constantly talked about so many people are suffering with lack of sleep um whether it's from insomnia or whether it's from circumstantial you know scenarios I mean I've told you before I've had lack of sleep from grief I couldn't get back into a rhythm for ages and I think had I known about your Brand then I definitely would have um, started taking it back then because it's you really just want to support your body at those kind of times so yeah well that's it you want to support your body at those times at the same time um you know I just remember I went to the doctor and they gave me sleeping pills I still have those sleeping pills you know I don't want to take them like as in really, what would it I just didn't understand what it would have solved as in I found it a really weird I appreciate I needed to sleep as in, I know that you can die from not sleeping. So I appreciate that, you know, it's not given to me with any malice. But it's a great example of we have been brought up in a society where chemicals, where it's more normal for a doctor to prescribe you a chemical that's owned by a pharmaceutical company that is no good for you. Uh, But they'll never recommend a supplement. You know, you have to go to nutritionist or dietitian because it's just kind of poo-pooed for no particular reason. It's just, and then also because there's just no financial incentives in it. You can't, so this is the other thing as like a brand and it's so interesting, but you can't patent anything that comes from nature. So as a company, uh, yeah. So as a company, our dedication is to create, uh, you know, this is why investing in brand and design and putting things together in such a meaningful way with the content that you get on your journey from world leading experts, like the whole thing together is so important because there is no brand differentiation in supplements that come from nature because you can get low quality ones that pack them full of shit and all that kind of stuff. And there's very low regulation there um, because no one really cares because there's literally no patents to make. So you can only patent stuff that's a chemical invention. Wow, that's fascinating. I did not know that. So there's this really odd, not loopholes, there's this like really odd system as you learn as an entrepreneur, because this wasn't my industry, but you learn all the gaps, why they exist, where they come from. Um, You learn about quality. So, you know, supplements are just like when you learn about wine, you know, don't ever buy a bottle of wine that's less than 10 quid. And you, you learn that's just because you've just spent about 50p, the rest went on tax. You know, it's all that, it's all that stuff. And you're like, oh, right. I didn't actually realize that the first 90% is tax. It's not the case in supplements, but in supplements, there's a massive discrepancy between the minimum amount you can put in to make a claim and the efficable dose according to science. So 
to give you one example with omega-3s, because it was the first one I learned, because I went to the dietitian, and I was like, cool, I've heard of 7Cs, I'll just take them. And they were like, no, no, definitely don't take them. I was like, oh, why? They're the biggest in the world. So they're an enormous company. And basically, the efficable dose for brain performance and general wellness for omega-3s is 250 milligrams a day. Um, 7Cs, the biggest brand in the world selling omega-3s, their pills are 45 milligrams a day. So you buy a product that's way cheaper, you know, because actually good quality supplements cost much more money. And um, cheap quality supplements have way less in them. They actually cost the same pound per pound, but they have way less in them and they're full of caking agents and synthetic fillers. So with 7Cs, you have to take that product for six days just to get one day's worth of scientific dosage. And they, they say it on the bottle. You, you're legally forced to say that on the bottle. So every single brand that does that has an asterisk next to it. They'll say promotes healthy brain function, et cetera, et cetera, with an asterisk. You turn it around, the asterisk says, if you have this much, then you look at how much and you realize there's nowhere near that much. But that's how they get away with it. No so one like, asterisks. No <laughs> one. And so we're like, that is so ridiculous. Like if we're going to make a product, we're just going to make something where the efficable, the scientific claim on the front is the efficable dose we put in the product. So and then some. So we actually put 350 milligrams of DHA into our product just because we're like pound for pound, it should be the highest quality product. And as a good example of the fact that we've done that, uh, our number one customer is actually the founder of Planet Organic. So she's got um, five subscriptions. So one for her, her husband and her three kids. And she gets free supplements from her own company and she chooses to take heights instead. That's amazing. And, and pay for them which is really interesting. But it's just a good example of like, you know, she knows. She so knows just in comparison hard. for people in a low level supplement, what is the milligram or what was the, you know, percentage of it? And what Well, this, this is the thing, like every single one of them is different. So this is the thing that's interesting. Um, if you take vitamin D, for example, so vitamin D is the only supplement recommended by the NHS across the board to everyone in the UK for eight months of the year, everyone is recommended DHA. Oh, sorry, uh, vitamin D. I know, not, I know not everyone takes it, but it's the only supplement. Um, so that's interesting. That's kind of the same across all of Northern Europe, by the way. Um, so that's because, again, it's a sunlight one, right? So you don't get much sunlight. Now it's sunny and it's nice. And if you've got a garden, you can take vitamin D. If you don't and you're indoors anyway, you should be taking vitamin D. Like categorically, it's really important for your mood, your bones, your brain health. Um, so vitamin D, if I showed you how much vitamin D is the efficable dose on my hand, you wouldn't be able to see it. It's tiny, it's tiny, 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 tiny. Uh, meanwhile, magnesium, which is something for basically energy, uh, magnesium is an enormous efficable dose. So when a multivitamin says they have magnesium in it, stay clear, it's bollocks. The efficable dose of magnesium literally looks like two full capsules. You know, it's a lot of volume. So if you want to take magnesium, you should take that separately. Most of the other uh, ingredients, and this is where it's all complicated, there's two sides to it. One is the bioavailability of the source. So the greater the bioavailability, the less space it takes up because the highest, higher quality it is, the more dense it is, et cetera. So just like, you know, pack it in. So we, and then you have to really find the suppliers. So this is where it gets all nerdy, but like, just to give you an idea, our blueberry extract comes from Italy. Our omega-3 oils come from Nova Scotia. 
you know, that is like we went on a global search for like who are the best, highest quality, most bioavailable because when it comes down to what you put inside a pill, ultimately, you know, it's a physics question. You'd love to put everything in it, but you're going to be swallowing an Easter egg. So, <laughs> you know, you've got to be practical as well. Like, you know, making a product, I think Steve Jobs said this, you know, making a product is all about picking what features you don't put in. Yeah, I mean, that is, I love that analogy. It's like, yeah, how can we possibly put an Easter egg into our bodies every day? So, yeah. And we get it all the time. Like, people are just like, why is there no magnesium? We're like, because we don't want to sell lies. We've got enough room in our product to put in the minimum dosage of magnesium to make a claim, but that isn't the amount that makes an impact in your body, so we don't want to put it in at all. So you have to just stand by what you stand by. Um, magnesium is a very popular ingredient. People, we get feedback all the time that people want to know why we don't have it and that they would have bought it if we'd have had it. And we're like, we'll lose you as a customer, but we'll keep our credibility. I think that's um, such a good point because you being so honest as a company about what is actually needed and what's in your in your products is probably you know why you've managed to secure such incredible people on your health and advisory board you know for example you have two amazing people that I will pick up now as and you have a whole team of people but you know Dr. Rongan Chatterjee and Dr. Tara Swart they're both such leaders in their field so I mean how did you come to sort of cultivate that as part of your brand because I think it's amazing yeah. tied to it. So the reason we came to do that in the first place was actually because at the point where I started reading the science papers, um, me and my business partner, Joel, were saying, okay, why don't we turn this into a weekly newsletter? And let's just see who's interested. So we started writing a newsletter. At the time, it was called Dawn, as in Dawn of a New Age or whatever. Um, but we were building heights in the background by getting research from people. So our thing was, look, we'll send an email every Sunday well, basically a three-minute read on your brain from a science paper rewritten in plain English because the thing that I enjoy doing is communicating. So I enjoy writing. And there's a term in neuroscience as well, which is if you read something, you learn it once. And if you share it, you learn it twice. You know, it really creates new synapses and new neurons. So I was like, that's a great process to get in. It's now been 75 weeks of that process every single week. So last week we did one on laughter. The week before we did one on anxiety. But, you know, this is about unpacking um, how the brain works from a journal and a scientific study and then sharing it in something people will read. Um, um, the process of doing that means that we've had, you know, I was able to share. This is how I met Tara. Um, I actually read the source and I tweeted her. And I essentially tweeted her saying, I was in Japan at the time on my honeymoon, funnily enough. Um, I tweeted her being like, I've just, you know, just discovered the source. I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. Your experience, which she's got a PhD in neuropharmacology. It's like, we're looking to create a product at the moment. I've been writing this newsletter for however long it was. I know I'm a stranger on Twitter, but just take a look at the newsletter. And if you like it, then tweet me back, basically. This is something like that. And it's the same with Dr. Chatterjee, which is, you know, this newsletter is a real simple way of saying, look, I'm not a nutritionist. I've always been super honest as well. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not a scientist, but I have an interest in this stuff from personal experience and I enjoy communicating. Um, being a science communicator is still helpful. So this is my approach. Um, just that cadence of having the newsletter, being able to feature people, building a bit of a community around it, having people share it. That was a real sense of authenticity and also not going to people and being like, we're making 
a supplement for people's brains that they need. Like that's not at all what we did. We literally did 200 customer interviews with people that were reading the newsletter and asked them about their habits, what they did, what they didn't do, when they took it. And that's actually how we ended up designing our product that was basically a pill floating inside omega-3 oil, which we then had to find there's a patent, that capsule is patented and someone that owns the patent is extremely hard to do business with, but we managed to make it work. Um, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, the pill, it's the pill in a pill. That's because what we learned was most people were taking their, their pills at lunch uh, because they need to take them with food and that's when they can just guarantee it. So they were in the office going to take, uh, you know, their supplements at lunchtime, but then Alice came over to their desk and was like, do you want to grab a sandwich? And they would go and they'd be spontaneous and then come back and be like, God damn it, I forgot. And the reason they needed to do it with food is because they thought it's because they'd feel sick. But in reality, it's actually just because supplements, most supplements don't really work unless they're absorbed with fat. So is that why? That's so interesting. So it's really interesting. And so we were like, oh, okay, well, DHA omega-3 oil is just fat. So technically speaking, if we that inside the oil when people take it it will just absorb in the ingredient that we actually need to make it work and we did some early tests with the factory and stuff and that is the case and so what that cascaded back to be is we, we made height something that you take first thing in the morning you can take it with or without food for full bioavailability and we brand it as like your first brilliant idea of the day is looking after your brain's health so you have one less thing to think about so it's habit forming and that's kind of where you know, we focus so hard on the bottle design because they're like, well, how are we going to get people to remember? Well, we should encourage them to put it on their bedside table. But if someone's going to put something on their bedside table, it's got to look nice, right? You don't, you know, there's no way you're just going to have a supplement bottle out in most people I know's bedrooms. You know, they're just picky, yeah. understandably. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we just went for a really, really, you know, specially designed bottle as well. You know, like every single part of the strategy has been thought through from the community that was built up through the email list and asking the community what their habits were, figuring out that actually then this needs to be a habit at the start of the day. Okay, well then, you know, how do you do that? You create a bottle that they look, you know, all the things just cascade back from the strategy. And I think part of it, yeah, has just not been a case of we're launching this. What do you think? I think that's so interesting that you say it's, um, it's incredible that you say put it in the morning because I believe anyway that you should do all your morning mindset work in the morning to set your brain up for the day and sort of your activities and your you know gratitude and all these things journaling so to have that little scientific supplement as well to kick start the you know actual physical health of it and then do the mental side afterwards I think it's a really cool combination yeah for sure so you're I'm biased though <laughs> well, yeah, funnily enough, but I mean, your um, your company is obviously so based in science, which is so amazing. Um, what is your take on spirituality, and what does spirituality personally mean to you? It's a great question. Personally, I'm very spiritual, so I I, de- I describe myself as very spiritual, and I I'm like uh, born Jewish, but not uh, practicing, so I don't. And, you know, religion to me is a, is a very complicated. So I certainly lost my interest in the Jewish faith after my father passed away. Um, I don't resonate with it too much other than I think the cultural stuff is amazing. So I, I always say to people, like, I'm culturally religious, but I'm not... Re- Sorry, I'm culturally Jewish, but not religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think it's really interesting if you get brought up in a faith, it's very hard to understand what spiritualism means to you because spirituality is connected to your religion. Um, I find that 
I found, you know, seven or coming up to eight years ago, I suppose, a real, like, a real space between religion after getting rid of it and having none and finding spirituality in things like nature. And, you know, what I say is I believe in serendipity and that is my guiding light. And I'm, you know, deeply spiritual. I wake up every single morning, first thing I do. I mean, I'm just as bad as everyone with habits. So I sometimes pick up my phone as a habit and I'm like, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> do this thing first but the thing I always do if my phone hasn't got into my natural habit first is um is uh, say thank you for waking up today because you know gratitude like the practice of doing gratitude which you know I've, I've done every single day since January the 1st of 2019 um you know I do gratitude and manifestation so one manifestation is usually for someone else but I do that every single day um the process of gratitude is so interesting when you have nothing really that's gone well today. That's when it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, it's taught me, you know, when you base it all back, some people don't have the good fortune of waking up. So like the simplest way that I can start my day is to be grateful for waking up, which is, you know, a habit that I've tried to build for the last six months. And I'm 99% sure I've done it every single day. I'm not 99% sure that I've not looked at WhatsApp first, but I've definitely <laughs> remembered in the first minute of the day of being awake. I love that. And I think it's, um, it is... Spiritual, spiritual but flawed is how we can call it. <laughs> I think everyone is, though. No one's perfect. That's what I believe is um, wonderful about spirituality and that it can be your own relationship with something. And yeah. like you say, nature is such a powerful spiritual tool for connection. I think my mum always says that, She's like, you're never closer to God than when I'm in my garden. And that's her kind of thing for her, even though she is religious and goes to church and has her own experience of that. So I think it is, yeah, finding that sense of spirituality for yourself. And I, I love the way you put that. So to finish, I'd just like to ask you two questions. Um, sure. One is, what is one book that you've read that's really changed your life for the better? Well, that is a great question. And you're making me choose one and I've already mentioned optimum nutrition for the mind so I think that's a helpful one um on the basis of it did really impact my life a hundred percent um I've really got two favorite books of the last few years if I can share them of course <laughs> so one is principles by Ray Dalio uh which I just think is incredible and I think he is incredible and it's just a memoir written over his whole life and he's one of the wealthiest men in the world so it's just so interesting to see how he thinks and, and behaves and the massive mistakes he's made along the way and then the other one is Lost Connections by Johan Hurry which I just absolutely love which is all about how we've essentially got depression rock and curing depression rock. Oh, that's interesting. Would you like to? I mean, Ray Dalio, I'm obsessed with. I think he's fantastic as well. And I love that book. But I've never heard of the second one. So I'm definitely going to write that yeah, down and read it. Lost Connections by Johan Hari is fantastic. Um, and, you know, I'm very, very lucky because, uh, you know, on the basis of having such fantastic customers, and we are lucky. Um, you know, it's got into really like the right hands as a starting point, And, you know, that's a lot of good word of mouth. Um, we're actually putting on an event series as of next Thursday. So from Thursday, the whatever. <laughs> Everyone's lost sense of time, dates, space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's have a look. When are we doing this from? We're doing this from Thursday, the 16th. 
um, of April. There we go. I'm able to use all my words. <laughs> Thursday, the 16th of April, um, Thursday night at 6.30 to 7.15, every single night for three months, we're hosting a webinar with a world-leading expert on the brain under the concept of working in because we think the whole world's gone mad for working out with Joe Wicks, working out with whoever, but what about your brain? Working out's for your body. So we're proposing working in is for your brain. And we've got our, our first one is with Dr. Tara Swart, which is like next week. So that's the 16th. The week after, we've got Stephen Fry. The week after, we've got Jay Shetty. Um, the week after that. Yeah, so we've got a really like insane list of the world's leading experts, legitimately from all over the world, joining each week for a brain masterclass to help you work in with Stephen Fry and learn intelligence, work in with Jay Shetty and learn meditation and how to think like a monk. So really, really cool. So for anyone, it's all free uh, with donations to Mind, uh, the mental health charity. And so for anyone that does want to check that out, you can go to yourheights.com forward slash working in. That's amazing. I'll definitely be checking that out. That's um, really yeah, cool. really excited about it. And um, one last thing is, what oh, is... Yes. Sorry, one... I just <laughs> Not at all, I think that's amazing. What is one event series you want to promote right now? <laughs> Not at all, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think it's um, something everyone needs, to be honest. And that lineup of people aren't aware is you know, incredible. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Stephen Fry, but Jay Shetty's the number one health and wellness podcast in the US, and he's amazing. And yeah. Dr. Tara Swart is incredible. She's been on this podcast. She's a neuroscientist. She's got an amazing book. So yeah, you can, and lectures at MIT, you couldn't have a better, better little team going on for the webinar. So I definitely would check those out. Um, one thing I will say to finish is just, what is one intention or mantra that you try to live by and try to live into in your life daily? Yeah, so... Um... My purpose really is to build connections and help people. And I'm very good at it. Um, I'm not very good at a lot of things, but I am good at connecting people. I got a message literally just before we started this recording from someone. I introduced two people as founders together. Like they were both looking for a co-founder. I connected them. They're two months in. They're just about to release their first product together. And they were just messaging to say, thank you so much for connecting us. I've introduced eight people that have got married. Eight, eight, eight couples oh, yeah, um, you want cupid <laughs> yes so i'm just good at connecting people together and so my, my my intention is to go out and try and connect people as best i can i love that and it's something we all need especially at the moment connection in whatever way whether it comes like this virtually or whether when we are able to go back to normal life in real person human contact so i hope so right yeah, exactly. It's been amazing talking to you today, Dan. Thank you so much. Um, we'll put you know, your website details in the show notes, etc., for people to find. And um, I hope that I'm sure so many people got so much out of this because it's like you say, the first person to come on to talk about sleep and in this different way, which is just so refreshing because as you said, you can try all these things, but if it's actually down to your brain and the science behind it, you're not going to get very far. So it's been Completely. wonderful. My pleasure. Thanks, Thank Alice. You. tuning into the Luali Life podcast again today. I hope you enjoyed this amazing episode all around the brain and sleep with the incredible Dan. If you are enjoying the episodes, then please hit subscribe and download them all so I can continue to bring you amazing guests from around the world and help you through your own stresses and struggles. Stay tuned.